0: I mean, I've never, I've never sang along to the uh, to the theme song
1: of this. Well, essentially, well, what we did was, uh, episodes ago, we at one point didn't we start off? We started singing, and then we were like, "Hey, we why started don't, singing off key, why don't horribly. We, why <laughs> don't we use this as the theme song?" And then that didn't end up working out. Um, yeah, welcome to
0: episode two of welcome season to two. Episode
1: two of season two. Uh, great guest again today. Um, I'm uh, right now. I'm sort of in in my life. I'm sort of in the middle of. Uh, as as weird as this sounds, uh, planning a surprise birthday party for my brother. Oh, interesting! I have never
0: planned. Wait, hold on, hold on. When is your brother's birthday?
1: Uh okay. Well, October twenty sixth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm planning. Wait, hold on. Party. Yeah, hold
0: on. So while we're recording, this is like a few days before his actual party. Uh,
1: the the yes yes. Okay. You're, you're catching me in the middle of event coordination right now. Okay, because he's turning twenty one. I'm commu- like communicating with twenty year olds. I, and, and that's not to say I'm like, oh, what, what high and wise, or Worse whatever. than any film set you've but ever is, worked on. It is crazy. These guys are noncommittal. They're not responsive. I sent out Google Calendar invites, like, hey, Saturday, seven p.m. What's happening? And one guy's like, oh, bro, I didn't even. I don't know what's a Google Calendar invite, bro. Like, I don't know. You know, and and it's just it's crazy communicating with young millennials. It's insane. Okay. Again, much different than this running. This is very a film professional. Set. Yeah. This is very professional. Very professional. Are you are you, do you feel like a first <laughs> AD, a production coordinator, I'm just trying to ass over here. I'm trying to figure out who his friend is that some of them don't even know who I am, so like, how did you get my number? I'm like, don't worry about it. Are you coming on Saturday? You but don't say like, day?
0: hey, I'm Eric, you know, your friend's brother. Yes.
1: <laughs> Oh, well, okay. oh, you don't introduce it like that. It's like, Hey, no, I just send them a, I just, I just slip into their DMs. I'm like, Hey, hang out with my brother. Wait, You slip into the DMs, Instagram or, or <laughs> like you don't even text <laughs> do They not use their phones for texting. One guy I couldn't figure out. I his, feel so old fashioned now. His, I tried checking his Twitter account and his, the last tweet he made was from last year. So that didn't really work out. And then I went on Instagram and anyway, but anyway, whatever. I'm planning this party and it's, I've never thrown a surprise party before. So I just hope it goes well. It's hard. It's just In terms of trying to coordinate, like, well, well, here's the thing. What are you planning on doing? We have, well, uh, we have a dinner uh, with a uh, curated menu. Um, and, uh, with us select- already, you're
0: like going way above more than above and beyond. They're Why? 20 year olds. They just want to drink, have fun, either go to a bar or go like to some sort of, no,
1: but that's not fun. That's classic. I feel like if you, if you're planning your brother or your friend, a, a surprise party, you want to, you want to go to like a, you know, you want to eat He's not food. getting
0: married. Why are you booking a giant restaurant with a fixed menu?
1: Because we, we, no, because I want, I want, you can't get sushi <laughs> Mackey rolls at, 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 at uh, Popper's Pub. You can't do that. You want to, you want to, 21's a big age. 21's a, a monumental, like, oh, what did you do for your 21st birthday? Nobody's asking what I did for my 20th birthday. People are asking what I did for my 21st birthday. What did I do for my 25th birthday? Oh shit, I'm trying to remember you what see? I see, there you go. And so this oh, is Oh, sorry, 21st, 21st, 25th. Yeah.
0: No, I remember what I was last year.
1: Okay, well, we'll see. In years after, yeah. okay, you know, my brother will remember his 21st birthday and that'll be because of me. Okay. Okay. That's it. Done. <laughs> Mackie rolls. <laughs> Mackie rolls. Like, <laughs> you know what? I will Just, take a picture of what this food looks like and then I, I want you to tell me where we should go. Okay. There you go. Totally. Well, then again, <laughs> we're from like two
0: different neighborhoods, two yeah, different yeah. lives. Like, yeah. Like, I know what my friends would do for birthdays yeah, 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 in yeah. terms of my circle of friends. I have no idea on your end what you would do. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I, I, the, the only time I really ever planned a party for myself in that kind of manner was in 2015 when the Jays were doing like extremely well. And at the trade deadline, we got David Price and Troy Tulowitzki and we were just pushing towards the playoffs. And I figured it out scheduling wise that on my birthday, the Jays would be playing at home against the Yankees and David Price would be pitching. So I contacted oh. all my friends. I'm like, hey if I do this for my, like as a birthday thing and I get like a bunch of group tickets and it ends up being $14 a ticket sitting in like the note, like 500 section along the first baseline who's in. And so oh, awesome. it was a mixture of like friends, family, other people I had to sell the tickets to yeah. Reddit. <laughs> yes. I had to resort to Reddit because I couldn't sell enough tickets.
1: Oh my goodness. But
0: anyway, no, that was a lot of fun. We like, we ended up winning the game and then, um, me and most of my friends ended up going for drinks along, uh, Fort York afterwards and that was nice like that part of it was impromptu it was just the whole planning and logistics of doing the baseball game was in a in of itself
1: a bit of a nightmare a bit of a nightmare yeah interesting yeah
0: (laughs) i hope your brother's happy you're like 20 years down the line he's gonna be like hey what about that surprise party you threw for me well he has no idea No, when he wants to get
1: married and he wants his bachelor party you know what i think his one of his friends actually i think one of his friends is gonna screw it up because he keeps telling me that he's not good at secrets i'm like listen tim listen listen Okay, you better you better zip it. <laughs> you spoil this. Okay, no Mackie rolls for you. Um so today on the Yeah, exactly. Speaking of secrets, Speaking Come of- on, you gotta start the transition. You had it so well. At I was the starting end. I was it no, I was starting it.
0: Okay, okay, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Okay.
1: Speaking of secrets, there we we've go. We've been holding one from you. You guessed it. It's right? our guest today. It's our guest today. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm good, yourself. Wait, wait, wait. You okay. even, wait, we don't even, we haven't even said his name yet. Okay. Wait, okay. We... Introdu- uh, this is, okay. So uh, today we have um, uh, uh, Raphael and he is a, he's also a podcaster um, and a content creator. And um, I, I really admired, uh, I've really admired his work and I actually reached out to him um a while back, because I think that our sort of uh, uh visions align uh in regards to how creators uh, interact with each other and how they organize themselves and and such and so I'm gonna let him do do the talking, but that's a little bit of an introduction,
0: but before we get to that, yes, we have to in a way pay the bills. You know what that means an ad an ad <laughs> sorry, we'll be back in a minute.
1: Hey, folks, do you need studio space, equipment, maybe somewhere to chill out and tackle that new idea you had a while back? Well, Astrolab Studios is the destination for all your pre-production, production, production, and post-production needs. Astrolab has flexible in-house studio and post-audio bookings, on-site equipment packages available so you can save time and money with experienced staff to ensure your production runs smoothly. They've been supporters of This Is The Year since day one, making this little dream of ours come true. So why not show them some love visit astrolab.studio and make this the year your project takes off
0: and now we're back in it 20 seconds like three seconds three seconds after doing that <laughs> Raphael, welcome to our podcast yes, thank you for to having this me. this is the year welcome
1: thanks thank for you i'm stoked on- to be on the show amazing thanks for coming on board seriously man um So tell us about yourself. What do you do? Yeah, man, I have a lot of things on the go. Um, you know,
2: starting off, you know, probably where you found me was the podcast. Yeah. So I started the Canvas series, you know, probably almost three years ago. So, you know, totally get what you guys are doing. And if anything, I really admire how fast you guys are moving, given you've launched it this year, effectively, Thank you. or I guess you not know, this year of the recording right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's called the Canvas series. And, you know, the idea really started off with, you know, me wanting to learn how other people do all the things they do. Right. I think, you know, in our generation right now, you know, it's very common for us to have different priorities and I think it's okay. And I don't know, like I really want to showcase how, you know, the everyday person can do that, that they can have a job, they can have a podcast, they can create content, they can have you know be into fitness and health and family and community building whatever it is and I think you know like the the secret around that is to really be intentional about it and yeah. how do you go about doing it and finding a system that works for you yeah. so that really kicked off my journey three years ago um, started the, the podcast called the Cam series and that snowballed to a number of really exciting opportunities. Um, you know, for my own personal development and growth, but also now, you know, really um, entering entrepreneurship where, you know, we're really thinking about how do we build technology based on all the things we learned, all the you know, people we spoke to, all the things that we researched about, how do we build the technology to help the everyday person design a life that they are proud of? And that's really what I've been, you know, really focused on over the last three years. And that's just on top of all the other things I have on the go as well.
1: Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> in regards to, in regards to doing, uh, mixing in your podcast and everything, um, what are some of the, so, cause you've spoken to a lot of creators and what is the one common thread and all these creators that you sort of spoken to that sort of link them together?
2: I would say that, you know, just given, um, the themes and topics that, you know, we do try to dig into, it's that. Every one of them is very intentional about how they go about it, ah. right? So I think, you know, historically, um, the creative space has h- had this idea that, you know, it's not really structured. You shouldn't be structured. You should, you know, play to spontaneity and just l- let things flow. And yeah. I wholeheartedly do believe in that. Yeah. But they're very intentional about how they go about it, right? So take, for example, I, I, I just... So happens having interviewed a couple of people who've also been podcasters, and a lot of them are so happened to be introverted as well. And I don't know if you guys are. I, I, I
0: consider myself very much of an introvert. Yeah, me too, as well. As much as Eric, I'm sure would like to disagree. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, in, in certain situations,
0: well, I can act extroverted, but I it's think, just to I, me personally. I do consider yeah. myself. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think in everybody in a
1: certain way, and everybody in a certain way is a little bit introverted, right? Even the most extroverted of people need their time to themselves and need their time alone, like you know, sometimes I, you know, I just, I prefer just, you know, being by myself. And like, I think to be around people consistently is, is sometimes a challenge, but it's also, it's also, it's a lot of work to go every day, wake up every day, collaborate and work with people and work and work and work. Um, but you go to tons of events, Mark, what are you talking
0: about? I know I go to tons of events. It's me putting on a face. It's me like in a way knowing that I have to Mm, how do I describe it? Like
1: participate and
0: well, not just participate. It's more of, I know that I have to show up. I know I have to present myself, but, and and I'm sure like, as you've talked to introverted,
2: people it's like they feel drained after you know
0: yeah around a lot of people yeah and yes and i was gonna
2: ask you so like yeah. you know knowing that you have to show up at an event at a recording like this whatever it is how do you go about it beforehand and afterwards right because i think you know like you just struck a it, like it, a piece you, there you put
0: yourself in a mindset okay exactly and, I, and, yeah, and that's yeah. the way that i that i approach a lot of things like um like i will admit like earlier today i was going through a little bit of a um of like a mental like like mental tiffy, like just like I hit a mental wall of just feeling very emotionally drained. And I, uh, I don't know. I was just, I was just not into it, but like in a, f- like a few minutes later, I knew I had to like talk to Eric on the phone. So it was just more of, okay, putting my mind away for a second. I've got to deal with this. And now like, no, I'm, I'm not saying in a way it's like, Oh, I'm, no, 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 it's I'm so bad I to did, deal with Eric. It's oh, just no, more no, of no. like, no, I, no, I. No, 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 I didn't. It's like I I I understand. Yeah, like I had to separate myself in the moment. Yeah, of course. And deal with that because I couldn't concentrate on what I was focusing so heavily on before. This is what I need to
2: concentrate on now. Yeah. So what you outline there, you know, tying back to your question, is what every single person I interview alludes to to a certain degree. It's that they're very intentional about whether it's, um, you know, like the people they interact with, their environment, their mindset, whatever it is, but is being very one you know being self aware of you know knowing that hey look like i'm feeling like shit today but i got to to you know take this call and it's important i got to you know like like i have to show up what does that mean right and yeah. and even you know like you know coming to this recording it's kind of like you know like today i i deliberately thought about how can i you know schedule my day in such a way that i can show up here it's past 9 p.m. and like how do i make sure that you know i've been up since 6 a.m. and And like, I've been going hard since. So how do I make sure I have the stamina to keep going the whole day? And that requires thinking, right? Like you don't just show up and, you know, bang out 16 hour days consistently. Like that's just not sustainable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm.
1: No, I feel the same way. I I think uh, I was mentioning this earlier where I'm the kind of person that like, um, I'm the kind of person that needs like a day-to-day schedule. So if I'm working and I'm having like all these part-time jobs that like many creators, creatives have to do and i'm i give them my work schedule and i say these are the days that i'm free every other day that i'm not working i have something going on so i'm not someone that could like take shifts for example or something because i also always, always have something going on so do you feel like just as a person yourself do you feel like having that day-to-day sort of schedule and that day-to-day plan actually helps you uh multitask more efficiently
2: absolutely right yeah. and that's really we're at the crux of everything we do so Um, The company that I created that, um, you know, like is the umbrella for the Canvas series, as well as our other podcast shows and the the technology we're building, it's called My Techni. And the whole idea about that is to really help you find the system that works for you. Right. So, you know, much like what you alluded to, a lot of people have a nine to five and have you know, some a, a side hustle and doing a bunch of different things. And it's really about like how do you make sure that one, you have hard lines around, you know, like this is the day where I'm I'm creating content and, and I'm not taking a shift that day. Yeah. Or whatever it is. And and knowing your non-negotiables and really thinking that through and being systematic about it. And also, you know, making sure you're creating time to um, be creative, you know, to, um, to also just, you know, be outside and like, you know, be with nature or be with friends, whatever it is. Yeah. I think you can be intentional about, uh, um, and not, you know, live like a robot, so to speak. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Interesting. And, and, and sort of, <clears throat> do you ever find that sometimes like when you're, when your schedule is sort of tampered with, right. Do you find that like having that shift in your day to day could also be affecting?
2: absolutely right i think you know things come up and like you can't necessarily plan your life perfectly and Correct. expect it to perfectly work out yeah. and that's okay and that's something i i often talk about as well cuz people yeah. ask me well you know if your days and weeks are so structured you know do you feel like you're missing out on on life in general and the and the answer is like look having a plan doesn't necessarily mean you can not accept new things that come through right. right things change all the time and and, and that's okay and it's learning how to be flexible but I would take that and having a default and deciding if I'm gonna you know cancel or move that around and then waking up every single day going like what do I do today where am I going to be you know like like what's going on I'd rather not feel lost yeah. and, and have to make trade-offs
1: instead yeah I feel like um it's it's interesting because I was on a a very random example, but I was working on a, on a a web series last year. And at the end of the day, uh, I ended up in a bar with the then fiance of the director. And I was just telling him about how I just come out of school. And I was telling him about how lost I sort of felt because I didn't have this like day to day schedule. And he's sort of sitting there, he's an Australian guy. And he's like. sorry. Oh my God. Not Australia. He's a, he's a British guy and, um, uh, he's from, he's from England. And so we're sitting at the bar and he looks at me and he's like, Eric, in order to, um, in order to adapt, you have to accept change. You have to accept change that's going to happen. And that's the only way that you're going to move past this sort of wall that you have. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, no, but it was a, uh, it, it was an interesting conversation. Very and it was, dramatic and it was, too about it. It was very, well, yeah, I can only be dramatic when I'm trying to do an accent. <laughs> um, but no, but that's, uh, and, and shout out to Neil for, for having that conversation with me. And I think I, I'll never forget that conversation because it was sort of like that, that wake up call that I needed Um, and yeah, I mean like, and, 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 and aside from that, I mean, what else, what else are you sort of exploring? What other sort of mediums are you exploring? Have you always been in like the creative field from the start?
2: To be honest, no. I mean, like, you know, growing up, I, I was probably, um, you know, doing a lot of art and stuff. But as I got older, I got into heavy into business and economics. So yeah. high school did a bunch of that university that, that I started my career in management consulting. So like just hardcore business. Yeah. And it was really just through this process of, um, you know, learning about myself, just curious and learning more about psychology and design. Right. So kind of how I stumbled upon this was that in my day job, we built a lot of applications for, uh, you know, people inside, you know, what we call the built environment and that's yeah. hospitals, long-term care homes, office spaces, whatever it is. And, you know, for one of the applications we built, it was really around how do you get doctors and nurses to work together and coordinate amongst each other to save someone's life, right? And then I started to read a lot about psychology and, you know, one of the books I I read and I'm rereading again, is called... Um, uh, the design of everyday things by um, Dan Norman or something like that, okay. and yeah. and it was just really around how everything in our lives is designed, and we don't even realize it because it's good design by definition, seamless. And I started to really think about how that ties into how your brain works from a psychology perspective and whatnot, and then that kind of dispersed that whole process around. Okay, like how do I think about human behavior and everyday things and getting people to do things and. And at the end of the day, it's not kind of what creativity is. It's about expressing yourself in a way that works for you, and yeah. that became the you know like the foundational philosophy of what we're trying to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and sort of out of all these like sort of um, uh, creative, uh, you know, creative outlets and 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 content that you ingest every day, what are you obsessed with right now? Ooh, good question what are you what are you just like what what can't you get out of your head is it something you've watched something you've read like what are you what are you obsessed with right now
2: like no what recently I really just discovered um, philosophy um, and uh-huh. stoic philosophy in particular okay
1: so not necessarily
2: tied to creativity but you yeah, know that's just something that's been super interesting is you know just am piling into books what, what is your
0: background if I may ask like what like um in, in terms of education wise like what like uh, I mean, I mean, talking about psychology. Now talking yeah. about interest in philosophy, like what, just
2: business, just business, um, honestly, really? just uh, self-taught and learning, right? And just kind of yeah. just trying things out, and you know, very similar to any kind of you know design kind of process. It was just you know taking a very um, you know divergent approach, learning as much as I can, you know, really tr- trying to figure out you know what am I interested in, and and you know, really taking that iterative and experimental approach. And I think that that process, whether it's in business whether it's in tech whether it's in content creation i think it's so important because i think people you know they get stuck right like they have this idea of what something should be um, and if it doesn't turn out that way they don't pursue it and i think with you know like any creative as we know you know even starting a post like a podcast you kind of have to iterate as you go you're not gonna you know hit it out of the park on episode one right and that's something that i I do live and breathe in, in everything I do, including even fitness and like, you know, relationship with my girlfriend, whatever it is. Yeah. Everything is a very iterative process.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you, in, in regards to balancing all those things as well, I'm very interested in how, um, I'm very interested in how you go about doing that because I feel like you, you come out it you come at it from a very interesting angle of like organizing yourself as a person. And I feel like <clears throat> a lot of creative people don't put themselves first and they put the work first. And so like every day you have people like striving to be better and to do better, but they're not putting the onus on themselves to say, hey, I got to do a mental check or hey, like, you know, like Mark, like you were saying earlier, where it's like you're sitting down, you're having, you're having these, these blocks. Right. And so I guess question really for both of you guys, cause I'm, I'm just sort of interested in where this is going right now. And in, in regards to how do you feel like you organize yourselves on a day-to-day basis in which you can put yourself first?
2: I think for me, just making sure I have time for myself, right? Just making yeah. sure, you know. For me, it's the mornings, right? So I get okay. up at six, and you know, whether it's a gym day or not, um, you know, there's usually a morning routine. So six
1: is so you have a routine then. Yes, do you yeah, have a routine? Yeah. No,
0: I, I honestly don't. It var- it varies from day to day. Like they, there are some areas where it is structured. So for example, like I do go to, like the the master's program. I do have school. I do have projects. I do have classes. I do have assignments. So it's like, I can allocate time for that. Just everything else kind of in a way varies ebbs and flows in between, whether it's like, Oh, I think I have time to catch a screening or, Oh, I have to meet this person. Yeah. Like in particular to talk about like an application uh-huh. or like, Oh, there's a family thing going on. Okay. like the, the best thing that I have, and actually it's the book that I have beside me at the moment called the revenge of analog by David Sachs. That's real right. things and why they matter. Yeah. The yeah. best thing that, that I've, Done within the past year, like with the last year at York, is actually buy an like a planner, a notebook, a physical planner, and just writing down like uh, either like stuff that I have scheduled for the day, yeah, stuff that I have scheduled like weeks from now. Because in a way, putting that pen to paper, putting that commitment to memory, like in a way, helps me keep structure of like anticipating, knowing what I have later on, yeah. And it, it's such a it, for me, it's helped me like mentally just figure out, okay, this is how much time I, have, I can allocate to this. This is what I need to dedicate myself to. Okay. This is more important at the moment. Yeah. Sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I've I've always been like that even as a student, where like when people were, um, when be like a lot of people are, uh, like there's, there's different kind of, uh, there's different, um, kind of learning abilities. And I'm, uh, very much a visual learner. Right. Um, wherein I, um, uh, it, it helps for me to learn what's going on by, by seeing, by way of doing even. Right. So when somebody says to me, Hey, you know, I'm thinking of, um, like if I'm, I don't know, I shot a film, uh, I shot a film just, uh, just last weekend. And so, uh, the director that I was co-directing with was very much a, Hey, uh, she could, she could very much pre almost, so almost pre visualize before actually doing it. So, Hey, this is what's going to happen. We're going to be in this place. And I'm like, I got to see this. I got to see how this is going to happen. And sometimes we've, and sometimes we play it out and it doesn't work. And sometimes it, it does. Um, I mean, that's the beauty of, of collaborating, but just in regards to learning, uh, I I also need stuff like written down. Like I need to write yeah. stuff out as a student. I would always write notes in class, even if it didn't matter because that's how information sunk into my head. Because once it was writing and once it was physical, once I had so, like a page to look at that, I know that my hand has traced over that, energy that physical doing of writing something would implant in my brain would implant in memory right um when i was you know when i was doing some acting and i was memorizing lines sometimes i'd write the line out sometimes i'd write sometimes i'd write part of the script out right because that helped engrave it in my memory
2: yes and that's important right i think you know just you know just in that last couple minutes you know both of you outlined you know systems and things that work for you and and, you know at my technique one of our our core philosophy is this idea that the principles of success are universal, but how they're applied is personal. And ah, what that really I means that. is kind of like you know, for you, it's it's you know, visual learning and writing it down, right? Yeah. And, and this, you know, the same thing, you know, for Mark as well. And, and and for me, it's like I'm okay with not writing things down. I mean, like I like to journal in my Moleskin once in a while, but for me, yeah, hey, you also have a Moleskin. Yeah, there we yeah, go. There we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, but I, for, I didn't want to plug the. Sorry, sorry, to interrupt. No, no, I didn't no. want to plug the brand. <laughs> But it, it's oh, I do it's, love them. I only get good, that one. It's yeah. such a good yeah. notebook. Like, I don't know what it is with their paper. I don't know what it is. It oh, feels and like so the, good. Like
2: the cover and like, yeah, just something about it's it. It's so
0: good. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Like for me, Eric is more visual. I'm more tactile. Like I like to feel things like it. That's why probably why I'm in film preservation of just like the actual physical. I was going to say, yes, I am kind of neurotic in terms of organization and all that and yeah. like the whole logistics of it all. Yeah. But there's something so like interesting, so cool about the physical product itself Yeah, yeah. that it, it's just, it's an actual artifact that you can hold in your hands.
1: Yeah. And even about film preservation for a sec as well, do you like, even in exploring in exploring that, do you sort of sometimes get like disappointed when you find that like things are becoming so, um, for lack of a better word. So, uh, like things aren't materializing anymore. They're sort of just like out there, on the internet are a click away, you know, they're not like in physical form anymore.
0: In a way. Yes. In a way. No. I mean, it, it different strokes for different folks. Like there, there are there some things on the internet or certain things that I wish would have a physical product attached to them. So for example, like a film that I see that doesn't have a proper Blu-ray release. Yeah, sure. i w I'm totally upset. Like for example, uh, one of the films I worked on a couple of years back, I'll plug this as well Operation Avalanche like um, Matt Johnson ah. for North America there was only a DVD release and I ran into the producer actually um, at, at this record like this recording a week ago at a movie theater and he said like yeah there's a blu-ray release in Germany we got a whole bunch of the office and I'm thinking why was like why, why is was it? that why was that not brought here I don't know I don't know so like in some aspects yes but here's the thing There will be people later down the line, I'm sure, who will want to, you know, acquire the rights for certain things and want to give that kind of access for those in home media. Like that's something I really do want to do. Yeah. Where, you know, I can work in a studio setting, a company setting or an archive that I'm also like trying to find a way to get it out into that market because DVD and Blu-ray isn't dying. It's just a different niche market now. Right. There are those who have different brand loyalties to specific labels because of the content that they provide not just the film but any extras or the quality of the scan and restoration stuff like that so like it does it does exist it's just you know you got to find people who are willing to put in the effort to do that the Mm -hmm. time and the effort
2: Mm -hmm. interesting
1: yeah so when you when you're um jumping off for a sec growing up have you always been, I'm always curious to know, like, have you always been in that, like, like, I know we we talked about this very briefly, like you've sort of been all over the map, but you, you've always had a passion for creative.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, just growing up, I think, you know, what, what's what been true and consistent my entire life yeah. is a sense of curiosity and trying different things. Okay. I think that's probably the the um, the common thread, yeah. right? So growing up, you know, whether it's, um, you know, playing the trumpet, uh, whether it's playing all different types of sports, whether it's traveling, whatever it is, I like to try different things. And that's something I've um, I've taken with me. And, you know, I think along the way, you know, there's been mentors or teachers or family members, whoever, who would who would make the recommendation like, hey, look, I think you need to start to focus and, uh-huh. and stick with one thing. And, you know, while I can see the merit behind that, I, you know, while I see why that would make sense, um, you know, I'd say deep down in my gut, that's never something that I could live with. I can't live with this idea that I'm just going to do one thing or two things that right. I am. You know, I work in tech and I'm and I and I'm a this and a that. It's like, well, I also do running. I also like backpacking. I also used to become better swimmer. I played oh, squash too. for a couple of years. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. like there's just so many things I like to do. And it's that sense of curiosity and exploration that I think I take with me. And, you know, and I think that also, you know, leads me into, you know, different creative outlets, whatever it may be, right? It could be, um, like audio and podcasts. We're about to to launch a video series. It could just be writing things, right? Like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but you know, it's something that, um, the curiosity leads to creation, right? Like it breeds creation. And I think that's something that's been very consistent.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, <clears throat> I'm always sort of, and that's, and that's what, and that's what being a creative allows for as well as exploration and versatility and such. And I've always been envious of people with like, um, uh, sort of like a direct path. You know, like, okay, you're, you're, and no disrespect for any, any of these mm-hmm. jobs, but it's like, oh, you're becoming a teacher. Okay. So I know that I need to get a degree in said subject or I need to go to teacher's college. Then after teacher's college, this is what happens. And I apply for this job and then this is how it works. Whereas in any creative medium, it's like, fuck, you could, you could start off you know, making, making alternative films and end up directing some kind of narrative commercial, you know, what I mean? you can end up anywhere yeah, and, and try that's different things. And exactly. And exactly. It out, right, exactly. You know? And there's pros and cons with that. Pros obviously being that, um, you can, um, uh, you can have a more worthwhile career of exploration or you really just, you, you, and then, or a con is like, you take a while to get there.
2: But I think that's okay, right? I think think a lot of people lack patience and that's the problem. And Ah. I think when you're focused and just following a straight path, make no mistake, that's probably the fastest way to get anywhere. Right, it's like if you're trying to go from A to B, and and you know Google Maps says you know take the highway, you're gonna go there. Right, but very similar to when I'm traveling and I know that there's a direct path to a different city, I might hop on a bus, you know, get off in a little town along the way, explore a bit, maybe jump on a bike and hop backwards. I don't know, but like I know I'll get to B. It might take a couple more days when I get there, and like I I live this out in all my travels but that's what keeps things fun and exciting right and and i think so often people miss out on that and then and then there's a sense of resentment regret stress anxiety whatever it is and and it's kind of like just be a little more patient and, and you know play the long game and try things along the way and stumble and fail and you know explore things and tinker with things i think that process again is something that we're missing out on because i think society's been just so focused on being efficient like you want to be an accountant or a doctor or whatever, cool. You do X, Y, and Z and you just run hard for 10 years and you'll get there. And I promise you'll get there. And it's kind of like, all right, what happens when you get there, right? And I think that that's what's missing for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I find that interesting that you say that because it's like in regards to even patients as well, there are so many people that, again, like wake up and just like I was saying at the beginning, it's like they wake up daily and they have this like sort of feeling of FOMO where they feel like they have to show up to things or they feel like they have to embark on specific projects and such in order to be successful. But what is success? What is being successful? Success at this like, you know, top, um, layer where it's like in order, the path to success is different for everybody. Right. And if you decide that you're going to take a step back, take a year off or do what you have to do to, to reevaluate, then that's fine. Yeah. Right. There is no like set, set goals, um, to get there.
2: Right. So for both of you, then, like, what does success mean for you guys? Oof, man. That, yeah, I'm putting on my podcast hat back on. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what does success mean to that me? That's what's interesting. Well,
1: success. Host, like, yeah. interviewing a po- another yeah. podcast host. We're all oh, man, this other. is
0: a weird crossover. What is this, a crossover episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. what success means to me, I, I mean, yeah, the, the whole typical standpoint of, you know, success is different for everybody. For me, success is when I know that I feel comfortable well, financially, socially, physically, mentally, um, that. Hmm. Well, I mean, personal success is, is a whole different aspect. Is it you know me wanting to change the world, or is it me trying to put a better self, uh, make make my uh, make myself better, or is it to you know have a family, and you know make sure that they have everything that they need to ensure that you know they can go forward and they can go do what they need to do right um like success is in a way bigger than just yourself and like you you can work on yourself all you want and just like this podcast is you know the whole journey of life and you know every year it's different this is the year for something different you're gonna you know challenge all these different you know things throughout your life but
1: no, no, I'm just going on a roundabout way to say, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think, I don't know. I think, I think uh, a lot of some people I've spoken to, cause I've had this conversation, similar conversations with people. And some people I know attribute success to um, their own like net worth, which is sort of just, I don't know. It's sort of toxic in a way because it's like, why, why is it about how much money you're making or what level of career you're at Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I feel like as like as young people a lot of people again attribute success to like oh I was promoted at said job I was able to um uh and, and don't get me wrong all the power to you that is a form of success but I think what it boils down to is what sort of an impact have you had on yourself we were just talking about earlier we were talking about uh decades and so we were talking about how you know, when you looked at yourself, because we're approaching the end of a decade, when you look at yourself in 2010, look at yourself now. What can you say to your younger self? You had a conversation with your younger self. Would you have a conversation about growth? Would you say, "Hey, this is where I'm at in 2020"? What were you dreaming about in 2010? Right? I don't know if you remember, like if you remember that, but um, I would I, personally, I would attribute to success in my personal growth but also what sort of an impact that's had uh, because of my beliefs, right? So if I truly believe that you know I, I am a, uh, an advocate for male survivors of sexual assault, my version of success would, would be to uh, create work in which advocates for these voices. That's success to me. Regardless of whether that work is seen by a hundred people, a thousand people, a million people if it affected at least one person that's success to me i love that right
2: yeah and and you know just to you know circle back to your question about i, I guess at the top of this decade i i think your definition of success is going to evolve over time right yeah. i mean like you don't know what you don't know right yeah, yeah and you yeah. know you know when i think about it it's actually funny because you know mark when you mentioned that you know success for you is bigger than yourself you know i actually you know think the opposite which which i you know, to the point of, you know, like everyone's got their own definition. I love that about it, right? Because for me, um, it, you know, I would say it's a very selfish thing and and I have no problem saying that either. It's that like, you know, for me at the end of the day and at the end of, you know, call it life, whatever you want to say, uh, you know, I think success is saying like, fuck yeah, like that was one hell of a ride. And, and to be proud of it, whatever being proud means, it could be raising a family, it could be starting a business, it could be advocating for something you believe in, it could be, you know, being in great shape, whatever that means. But I think being proud of of what you've done and being intent and and I think that comes with intent and progress. I think that's important. Right. And you know, something I often think about as well. It's well, how do I get there? And I think it comes back to every single day. Like for me, if I can, you know, go to bed every single day saying, like, fuck yeah, that was one hell of a day. I, I crushed my gym. I recorded an awesome podcast with the guys. I did this, I did Thanks. that. That like that to me is success. And if I can bang that out every single day and get most days in my life, by the end of it, then that's a successful life. And for me. sometimes
1: success, I think, could be attributed to literally doing nothing. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't know, like Winnie the Pooh. Right. There's a um, uh, there's a line. It's escaping me right now. But sometimes the the greatest sort of uh, and and it's attributed to that character. There's a a Winnie the Pooh movie, Christopher Robin, that came out about a year ago. And at the end of that uh, at the end of that film, uh, Pooh and like Piglet and Eeyore, they're all like on a beach. And Pooh lets out says a line. He says something along the lines of. But maybe today is just about doing nothing. Maybe today is just sitting back and just not doing anything, not having anything like in that case, not having anything on his agenda, not having anything on their um, to-do list. It's just literally sitting and appreciating, sitting, breathing, appreciating, and evaluating what's come before and what can come next after resting
2: yes I love that and right. like I'll be honest some of my most you know proudest days yeah. have been those days you know as yeah, yeah. as a very busy person you know like like I like I also you know do like a non-for-profit I'm a director of a different company just a lot of different things on the go and it's kind of like if I can yeah. you know intentionally decide like hey today I'm gonna not do anything you right. know and that happened probably like six or eight weeks ago it's probably the last time I had one of those where um, my girlfriend and I signed up for a run. We did a run, and then we just said for the rest of the day we were just gonna see where the day takes us. Amazing. And and, and that was a very intentional choice. And yeah. at the end of the day, like yeah, I I wasn't you know productive in the you know in the context of work, but man, was I productive in terms of you know you know rest you know getting rest you know getting recovery, um, just spending time with my girlfriend enjoying the last bit of summer, whatever exactly. it is. And I think doing nothing is okay. And I think appreciating your relationships yeah, and stuff exactly, like that as well, right? right and yeah. i think just being intentional and and, and 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 you know that requires a sense of self-awareness and and you know not just having intent but choosing to step it you know like up um, um choosing to step into that i think that to me if you can do that every single day uh, whatever you, you know success means to you i i can assure you that's gonna um you know it's gonna feel good right
1: uh-huh absolutely um, but I guess jumping on from that, uh jumping off from that, how how are you making this year your year?
2: You know what? For me, I was very undeliberate um, deliberate about, you know, this year was about building capacity. So let me explain what that means for me. Yeah. It please. was really around, you know, I was I was pushing at 120 kilometers an hour across all the different parts of my life. And I was kind of like, you know what? I want like, I want to go further and sometimes you got to slow down to go further and that means looking after my health. So I'm sleeping about seven and a half, eight hours a night now. I haven't slept that much since I was like seven years old probably, right? It's really? crazy. I've been working out consistently. I've been you know, trying to eat better and, and just, you know, really just look after my health. And if that means working a little bit less because I have to go to the gym, if it means working a little less because I'm taking some time to, you know, recover, you know, reflect, journal, whatever it is, then I'm gonna take it, and, and and it's so hard because every single time I'm kind of like ah, I like I could be doing something. There's a million things that you know require my time, energy, and attention right now, and I'm choosing not to do it. And, and being okay with that and building that capacity to play the game longer. Really. It's kind of like, like it just hit me. I was kind of like, I want to play the game longer and, and to do that, you know, means looking after myself, um, investing time into my relationships. So family, friends, community, and, and those are all things like health and relationships were things I've neglected over the years and I haven't been as like on top of, and this year for me was really about building capacity.
1: That's fantastic. That's awesome. That's great. That's wow. Nice. I uh, I think we did it. I think this is good. There we go. Yeah. I think we yeah. did it. Yeah. There we go. It's awesome. I think this is the first time I've ever had. A, we've ever had a. I feel so like existentially like dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, man. It's been a very long day. <laughs> yeah. I can day. imagine. It's been a it's been a very long <laughs> a very long day, but uh, but we're uh, we're happy you could be a part of it, man.
2: Yes. Thanks thank for having me. Thanks honestly. so much and for coming on me. board. Thank you.